Jason. To our fine podcast audience, welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 208. Oh, we made it. And many of you who are really plugged into what's going on around here and I pay mean, a lot really of attention. Really plugged really in. Really plugged in are going to ask what happened to 207. Yeah. Because we it's going to sound like. The super fans out We there. skipped 206. I, I will say. Only I, if you're binge, binging. Yeah, yes. If you're binging. Last episode we said it was 206, but it was actually 207. We were informed afterwards. I'm going to blame Charlie. Can I blame Charlie? You just have you to. Should. You should. It was his mistake. Charlie's fault. You just but have. I was no. given bad information. Yeah. That's true. From Charlie. Yeah, that's Directly. true. So. That's true. I love Charlie. I think we should blame Sawyer because that episode got interrupted. That is true. It was, it was, it was, it it was a team effort, Sawyer and Charlie. It could have been that Charlie would have gotten it right. I trust Charlie. Char- Charlie would have gone back in time <laughs> and told us the correct episode. But had, he knew that Sawyer, he knew that was, Sawyer, Sawyer was coming. Team effort, Sawyer and Charlie. And you know what we know for sure? Sawyer's never going to hear never all of this. Just, 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 never. never. Let's just throw him under the bus. Who cares? <laughs> yes. But here we are. This is 208. Last week was 207, mistakenly labeled 206. But all that set aside, we have a question. As always, when do we not have questions? I also think it would be hard to have these episodes if we didn't have a question. I also think Jason's giving a lot of thought that people do not just instantly scrub through the first 30 seconds to even hear what we say. Some people, I think they only listen to the first 30 seconds and then none of that resets stuff. I think both are are equally possible, but if you're a longtime listener Mm -hmm. and you just go ahead and hit that positive 30 every. Yes. Every time when you start, I can understand it. There are many a podcast I do that to. I also do that. I love it when podcasts put the little bookmarks in there. Oh, yeah. To let you know. We, not I, we watch the Holy Post. We all listen to Holy Post. Mm-hmm. I, anything anything that is not substantial, I am skipping through. Okay. That's, that's all substantial. Yeah, I don't know. They do a segment called News of the Butt. I never listen to it. Oh, Might be my awesome. favorite segment. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> there, yeah. Mm, not for me. Okay. This has been the news of the butt. <laughs> Watch it. We might get copyrighted. That. <laughs> that is true. Here we go. Our question for today, though. Uh, sort of lengthy, but not too bad. Y'all talked on a podcast recently about how you reap what Does you it say. say y'all or did you it say y'all? I'm I, I like Ed. that. I like that. I like it said y'all. I'm reading exactly the way they type it. All right. Y'all talked on a podcast recently about how you reap what you sow. It's been on my mind ever since. Growing up my teen years and on for quite a while, I did not live a godly life. I wouldn't say I harmed other people. Most of the damage I did, I did to myself. But it was obviously sinning. I understand some, if not all, of the despair I've experienced is a result of choices I've made. I'd like to think since I've grown close to God that I've sown mostly good seeds. I guess my question is, will you elaborate on the subject? Can I right my wrongs, quote unquote? Was my life before God wiped clean? Thanks for reading and answering. Smiley emoji. Thanks for the smiley emoji. That's right. We appreciate it. So reaping and sowing is a law, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think the way the Bible teaches it, that is just a part of the way the universe works. And not just in that if you put an apple seed in the ground, you're going to get apples, not oranges. Uh, what you sow, you reap. And it does, so then you ask later, can it be wiped clean? It can be. If So I, I think what, what yeah. So let's then go, so that's a law of the universe. 
-hmm. sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Then we speak theologically, can God wipe the eternal part of that clean so that between me and him, there are not consequences? The answer to that is yes, mm. but it doesn't pull the apple seed out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that me and God aren't okay. Mm. So what you're talking about is what I've seen a lot of people Mis I believe mistakenly assume is, okay, I sowed a lot of bad seeds, using that analogy, in my early years, but then I wised up, or I came to faith, or I turned it over to God, and now I'm doing much, much better. Why won't God just get rid of all the consequences from my old life, and I don't have to deal with that anymore? Is, is it going to work where all that stuff gets completely turned around, and, and what I've what I've told people is that that ain't how it works. There, there are consequences that, that are built into some of the things that we do, not all, but some of the things that we do that you pay for forever for the rest of your life. For, for, a, long, or your life. for a long, long time, it seems, because, yeah. yeah I it just, depends, though. It depends on what the thing is, mm -hmm. what the natural consequence of that thing is. That's right. And... Um, but like it also is the way of a part of the natural, I mean, part of the way God uses with sowing and reaping. I've said to people for a long time, it took me a while because of the way I lived early in my life mm -hmm. to get on the uh, positive side of sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. um, I sowed lots of bad seeds and the harvest of those came due, and they came due longer than I wanted them to, longer than I thought it deserved to come to, because I had already grown closer to God. But all the time they were coming due, I was putting good seeds in the ground mm -hmm. while the bad stuff was coming home. Absolutely. And over time, the good seed also began to bear fruit in my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I live an incredibly blessed life at this point in my life that I don't really even think about the bad thing, consequences that I thought would go on forever. Some of the consequences still I still struggle with. For instance, I haven't made it any, uh, I don't think I've tried to hide the fact that I spent a lot of my t early life lying and hiding about what I was doing in my life. So most people don't think that's a big deal. It, it's I, Nathan will tell you, we had, I had one child that just couldn't tell the truth for a certain point in his life. Mm -hmm. And probably more than most parents would have, I got really serious. I would not let that child at one point say words out loud until they wrote them down and they agreed that what they wrote on the sheet of paper was the absolute truth. Mm. <laughs> because the reason I was so serious about it is I had lied and hidden for so long that lying and hiding became a part of my character, mm -hmm. which is the reaping of that sowing. Mm -hmm. You sow a lie, you eventually become a liar, and then you just get it ingrained in you that sometimes you lie and you didn't, there was no need. 
Mm -hmm. You weren't trying to protect anything. You just didn't tell the truth. That consequence of to the point now that occasionally I'll find myself exaggerating something and I'll go, oh, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to try to fix that. Mm-hmm. Now, most people say that's at the very end, but that is a consequence that is still working its way through in my life. And I can give you more extreme examples. That's one, you know, that we'll, yeah. we'll share here. So does it have consequences? It does. Is God mm-hmm. mad at me about that still? No. There you go. God, God and I are fine, and mm-hmm. He has every good seed I put put in the ground. He blesses. Yes, and has blessed my life incredibly. But that too is a law. Mm-hmm. If you want good things in your life, you must not pray for them only. Mm-hmm. You must be obedient, mm-hmm. which is a good seed you put in the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of the conversation around this when we when or the thought that goes into this is because um, mistakenly, and I'm not accusing the person who wrote this, I am, but (laughs) I'm accusing me too. I don't think we realize how deep into us we get the idea that God is something that we use to get the life that we want. And Mm -hmm. what I mean is, for many of us, well, for all of us, the reason we sowed bad seeds is because we thought it would get us the life we wanted, right? right? I lied because of this, right? I, I had these sexual encounters because of this. I did this because of this because I thought it would get me the kind of like, well, it turns out that was all bad and it didn't work. And now I've turned to God and there's a way in which I'm hoping if I can sow enough of the good seeds, because I even heard it in the, the question of, can I right my wrongs? Well, you can't right your wrongs. You cannot. Those wrongs are wrong, and they're there. Mm -hmm. And they're there. Uh, Jesus can make right what goes forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But even in the planting of the good seeds, the goal of everything is for me to be able to interact with God in that moment. I remember I was listening to, uh, I used to, I used to lead several of these classes called Alpha. They're, they're opportunities for people who have a lot of questions about belief to go through. And one of the episodes or one of the lessons you go through is about prayer. And there was a, um, a Catholic priest who was on there speaking about it. What he said, he said, everything is an opportunity to turn to God in prayer. He said, even lust, even, uh, even uh, curse words, even everything that pops in your head is an opportunity to turn to God in prayer and I, I remember it brought everything up for me of even those wrongs I did in the past and the consequences that come forward, all that really is changing with Jesus in my life is now I can deal with those with him instead of dealing with it the way I would have done before. It is not somehow everything we've already said. It's not somehow that those seeds get ripped out of the ground and now Jesus taken it away. That's what I hope Jesus will do, because I would love it if God would just come in and when we say wipe it clean, is just make it like none of that ever happened. Mm. Uh, in fact, I, I've even been places, I've probably taught it before, like once you follow Jesus, it'll be like all that stuff, it never even happened. That's not really the point. The point is that now in what is my actual life and the things I would naturally want to hide from other people about my past or I wish would just go away, I can meet God there. And so sort of like Ed's already said, you know, and I've talked on here before about it. I'm going to talk about it more in a sermon upcoming at this point. It may be already here, but um, I remember very clearly uh, the day that my pornography addiction came out. My wife found out because she caught me in a moment. 
that moment was a reckoning for me of a bunch of bad seeds that had come before. But the truth is now, I mean, 12, 13, 14 years later, at this point, there are still times those seeds are still here. Even in small things like uh, when I have to tell my daughters about this part of my past and we're having conversations about it and I'm talking with them and I can see the looks on their face when they realize that at one point their dad did something that really hurt their mom and they have to reckon with, well, what do I do about this guy that I've always thought this way about and I didn't think he could do something like this and I didn't think he could be this way. Well, that's a consequence of that seed that happened a long time long time ago. But it was an opportunity for us as a family. It was an opportunity as me as a person to say, I'm going to be honest, which is what God has called me to be. Uh, because as you said, part of any addiction is learning how to hide and 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 spin things to make them look prettier than they are. So I'm going to be honest about this. I'm not only going to do that, I'm going to pray to God and trust that, hey, when the truth is found out, because when you're in any kind of situation, in any sin situation, your thought is when the truth is found out, everyone's going to run from me. Right. Everyone's going to turn their back on me. So now I'm going to trust when the truth is found out, it's going to lead me to intimacy. It's going to lead me to trust. It's going to lead to deeper levels of love. Mm-hmm. All of that is me being with God in the mess of the seeds that I had sown that were bad. And so I think that would be my encouragement to you is, what Jesus is wanting to do for you, yes, as we've already said, he's forgiven you, God loves you, God is on your side. If you're planting good seeds, there will be a harvest for those things. Mm-hmm. But even in the harvest you're reaping right now for all those bad things is an opportunity you. Yes. for you to be with God. Yeah. And it is a richer kind of life because it's in reality, uh, not the mess of everything else. Yeah, it, it made me think of, and I wanted to address the the comment the question asker made of that idea of righting the wrongs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe God will right the wrongs, but not necessarily in the way that we often mean sure. when we say that phrase. Mm. And here's what I was thinking. In this true story, um, I, I don't want to. I want to be kind of vague because I haven't asked them permission <laughs> to share it. So uh, I know a person who, in their teens, 20s, would tell you today, I I lived a very not God-honoring life. I Mm -hmm. made choices that were destructive to others and to me um, and just was was only thinking of myself. As a result of those choices, this person uh, was in a serious uh, accident Mm -hmm. that was a result of a lot of those choices, maybe not necessarily directly, but because of the world that they were living in. And they are uh, permanently, physically disabled forever mm-hmm. because of that. Okay. So you ask, well, will God right the wrongs? No, he, he has not righted the wrong of the, the accident that happened right. and the physical toll that it has taken on my loved one's body. Right. right. They have lived with this now for decades and they are now... Towards, towards the end of their life. And I have watched this person struggle uh, every day with their physical limitations because of that. But I have also seen this same person turn their life over to Jesus and have become a fully 
sold out, devoted follower of his now for many, many, many decades. And I have seen uh, them mourn and struggle and just suffer. It's mm-hmm. suffering. They, are, they have suffered because of this period of their life. And yet I can be in their presence and fully experience the grace and peace and strength of Jesus mm-hmm. through them right. because mm-hmm. of how they have had to live with this debilitating situation mm-hmm. that they've been given now. Mm-hmm. And at this point, God's not going to heal them. I, I don't believe God. He could. Mm-hmm. I don't want, right. He That's could right. heal them. He is not going to. He, we haven't seen the complete healing on that. But I've seen this life that once was pointed in this direction towards mm-hmm. only themselves, now point towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and the amount of good that, that we've seen come out of this person's life is immeasurable. Right. right, and the way that they've affected other people, our right. family, um, you know, all the people that that are surrounding them, and so when you say can can I right my wrongs? God can bring good out of your wrongs. Yeah, sure, that's, right. that's, that's right. for sure. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's for sure true. It, it probably won't look anything like you think it will, mm-hmm. and probably will even be better if you trust Him with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would think if you asked my, uh, particularly the sister that's most responsible for me being a Christian, when she looks at Community Christian, mm-hmm. she says Community Christian is a result of my wrongs early in life that I wanted mm-hmm. to create yeah. a place that was for, she says, you you God has allowed you to create a place that's perfect for people like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who yeah. messed up and need hope that they can get back on track. And uh, I certainly, it's one of the things I thank God for the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Anyway, that's a really good point to make, Jason. Mm-hmm. I do think God can bring good out of our wrong, and that's what he wants to do. And that's a part of what you said. If you keep sowing the good mm-hmm. seed, God will bless that good seed, and then you will see a reaping of good things. A good harvest will come in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I just always caution people, you don't get to decide what that harvest looks That's like right. exactly. That's, That's right. right. It will be good and pleasing and and uh, to him. But, and like, I think Nathan's the one that brought this point up is we, we spend so much time in this idea of we get to decide what good. I want to manage means. outcomes. I want to manage outcomes. We, we really, yeah. instead of managing, I want to have an interactive relationship with God where God mm-hmm. says, Ed, this is what, are you willing to do this with me? Are you willing to go, I'm walking this way, will you walk with me? I want to go, where is that road going? And can it, can it go the way I, I will go with you if you will get me where I want to be? Well, what I think is interesting is even the language, you know, we said early, you, you would use the example, if you play an apple seed, you get apples, right? Mm-hmm. What I think a lot of us think is if I, if I plant or, you know, I sow obedience, I get a brand new job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you get is more obedience. <laughs> I'm serious. What yeah, you get is, is no, a right. greater right. ability to be obedient. When you sow seeds of God's peace into your life, you get greater peace. What there is no formula that is, I sow this thing. And what we're really looking for is tit for tat here. Well, what I'm looking for is God, I gave you a little bit of your thing. Now you, you know, quid pro quo. Yeah. I did a little bit for you. Now you gotta give me a little bit of the thing I want. And what God's saying, and I'm not saying there is a 
There is a joy in obedience itself. There is a joy in faithfulness itself. There is a joy in when I live simply within my money, it doesn't mean that suddenly now I get blessed with more money. It means suddenly I realize this was all I ever really needed. Yeah, and contentment, now I, contentment's a gift in and of itself. Right. So all of these things, and so I say that to say, if you're planting good seeds now, as, as Jason and Ed and I have said, you don't get to control what that thing is. I think often we think if I become a blessable kind of person, then God's just going to bless me with all these things. It's not really the point. The point is... The, if you do, make sure you don't move to Haiti. Because yeah. you can become mm. a really faithful, mm. loving, peaceful, patient, kind person in a really terrible economy, and you will have a difficult life no matter how right. faithful you are. True. And I think that's I think all of that is warped by our we live in in so much affluence and so much we we have a picture of what life should be that God never gave to us. Right. We have a picture of Everything should be growing and moving up and to the right, and my money should be going this way, and my family should be going this way. That's not really the the view of life that the scriptures certainly give us a faithful, uh, obedient people, is that everything moves this direction. What the seems to be the greatest blessing of life with God is God. Yeah. That the greatest blessing is that I get, I actually have a way to enjoy it. I said to one of my daughters the other day, um, they said something about what's the point of life. And I said, and I said, love God and love people. You know, you say that whole thing. And then uh, I said, I said, here's, here's, here's the easiest way for them to understand. Cause that's not really what they're, that's that to them. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> I said, the point of God is to become the kind of person that could actually enjoy their life with God. Mm-hmm. Because that's what loving God and loving people is. It's about um, enjoying God. It's not our um, tradition of faith, but that's, uh, I think it's in the Westminster Catechism, mm. but that that's chief, the chief aim of man is to enjoy God or is God to forever. enjoy God forever. Right. That that's really that God has given me this life, and there's so much in this life. Going back to the bad seeds that I sow, it's me really rejecting that the life I have is good enough. It's why when we've tried to explain to people heaven and uh, Dallas's statement of uh, God will let everyone into heaven who can possibly stand mm. it. Yep. If you don't build a kind of life where you can enjoy God, uh, you won't want to be in heaven. That's right. Because he, he is the chief. He is yes. all of it. He is all yes. of it. He is <laughs> yes. all of it. Yes. So thinking it's your pleasure factory where you finally get everything you want, you're, you're going to you'll find out I didn't build a kind of life where I can enjoy God. That's yes. why Paul, I think Paul, when he says all these accomplishments, he had, and I counted all that as trash. I just count all that as trash. To know Christ. Yeah. Right. I want to, if I can come in this life to know Christ, that would have been worth whatever it took. Absolutely. Right. So that's our that's our goal is I want to become the kind of person who can enjoy this life with God and all of his commands that are about loving others and loving God and loving myself rightly. All of that's all mixed up together. It is all about when I learn my I can enjoy God better when I obey him. That's the hard part for us. We live in a world where uh, I could, in, if I could enjoy this planet better by taking care of it, we we everything is some a, a resource for us to exploit, and God becomes a resource for us to exploit. You've got all this stuff. How can I get it from you? If I can get to a point where I just enjoy Him and just enjoy being with Him, uh, that is a powerful thing. And those good seeds you sow, 
they will eventually lead you to become that kind of person, yes. but it will take time. And all of the obedience steps, whatever the, that's what we mean by sowing seed. Obedience is the seed you sow. Mm -hmm. And whether it's loving an enemy or forgiving somebody sure. that hurts you and all of those that don't make sense to us, why it would be a good seed to plant. They're about enjoying God because that's the kind of, that's the kind of being God is. God is yes. a being mm -hmm. that has to love his enemies because frankly, if it weren't for Jesus, all of us are his enemies. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right, so next week we're going to talk. We have another clarifying question. A lot of people have been paying attention and been confused and confused. That <laughs> means they're paying attention. That's right. They listened to the words we said and we, they said that made no sense, but yes. they trust us enough to ask a follow up yeah. question. That's right. So there's a person who has a question that they'd like us to clarify on our discussion uh, several weeks back about uh, caring for the poor. Okay, and so we're gonna we're gonna we get, love talking about that, so we'll be happy to talk yep, about yep, it. Yeah, so we're gonna get deep back into the weeds with that topic. So show up next week, and uh, Charlie, what number will it be next week? Two oh nine. Ah, two oh nine will be next. He's week. on it. You can't trick Charlie. You I'm can't trying. trick him now. I'm trying, <laughs> but thank you for that. All right, see you next time.